This is what I've been saying, the three L's, listen, learn, and lead. The advisors to do that are the advisors that are going to win. The value of bespoke advice has never been higher. You're listening to Coindesk's On Purpose with OnRamp CEO Tyrone Ross. An infrastructure, money movement, security. The wealth management space is not set up to deal with the client of the future. And man, is that an incredible opportunity. A licensed investment advisor and powerful storyteller, Tyrone has a passion for digital assets and their ability to disrupt our current way of life. How do I protect myself? How do I protect my firm? How do I protect my clients? This show is for advisors by advisors. Advise on purpose in the arising realm of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. And now... Tyrone Ross. Welcome back to another episode of the On Purpose Podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Ross, CEO and co-founder of On Ramp Invest. Like to welcome you all to the very first edition of the new year 2022, where the crypto markets are throwing up on themselves. Year to date, Bitcoin down around 10% or so. And off to its roughest start since 2012. All markets are down, actually. So when you look at what's going on out there with the Fed saying that they will pull back on the money printing, (laughs) that's a wait and see type of thing. Inflation, what the 10-year is doing, I think the 10-year peaked over 1.8% today. So we're starting to see that the markets believe that the Fed is going to raise rates and take their word for it that they're going to pull back on their policies, which are accommodative, very, very accommodative. And I think we're seeing that reflected not only in crypto markets, but in your growth companies, your high tech growth companies at that. So anyway, with all of that and that backdrop, what does 2022 portend for crypto and more importantly, for the RIA independent advisor, independent broker dealer, just wealth management space overall. And there's a lot of ways to take the conversation, but I think starting off with what we all know is regulation. Advisors want regulatory clarity. Are these different coins and tokens at the exchange's securities? Gensler believes so. The CFTC says 60% of them they believe are commodities. Clarity is very important for RIAs and more importantly, those that are hybrid or you know registered reps, if you will, because again, if I have a Series 7, I want things to be securities. If I don't, I would love some clarity on if they're not like a Bitcoin or Ethereum so I can run my practice accordingly. Now, with that, we'll also get regulation on stable coins. I think we're going to see that. I personally have had conversations with Commissioner Crenshaw's office. Again, I think Mr. Gensler believes that we need some regulation there. They're very concerned about investor protections. And I think overall, the sentiment is we will see some type of regulation around stable coins to begin with. And then that will extend into investor protections. And then, you know, I think at some point we'll get some finality on what Ripple is or not. 
We'll leave that all up to you to debate whether Ripple is a security or not. I have very strong opinions on that that we can dive into in another pod. But for the purposes of this conversation, I think that'll give a really nice view into what the SEC is thinking. So you got stable coins, you have investor protections, and then you have overall what are securities and what aren't at the exchanges. And this is very interesting because I could tell you firsthand when we launched the index that we did for Ritholtz Wealth Management, shout to my Ritholtz family, shout to my Wisdom Tree family, shout to my Gemini family. There was a lot of back and forth about which coins to go in. We came up with a methodology for it along with Wisdom Tree. There was a lot of back and forth with the compliance officer over at Ritholtz and on our legals end as well of, okay, well, there's 13 coins in the index, right? What about the 11 that's past Bitcoin and ETH? What are we doing there, right? How are we thinking about that? So I think as RAs start to move into the space and thinking about how they're going to allocate, whether that's direct exposure at a qualified custodian, whether that's an index, whether that's a fund, they're going to want clarity on are these securities or not? You know, that's really going to matter when everyone talks about advisors coming into the space en masse, right? Which I think will happen this year as I will get to. So moving on from there, I think the next thing is just looking at some inflection point, right? I tweeted this yesterday. Half of all of the assets in the RIA space is managed by advisors that are 55 or older. Average age of a principal at an RIA is 62. You can just sit and think about, well, crypto is definitely a young person's game, and it is embraced by a younger audience, a more representative and diverse audience, an audience that is more tech forward and embracing of tech. And when half of the assets in the space, now again, the RIA space is a $110 trillion space. trillion. That's a lot of assets managed by folks who have no reason to move, right? A 12% compound annual growth rate since 2016 and historically somewhere around 7-8%. The RAA space as a whole doesn't need to care about crypto. With that, I think we are at mass acceptance. I think these folks realize it's not going away. I can tell you firsthand from conversations that I have every day and some of the large RAs that are approaching on-ramp and having conversations, clients are asking. They have questions. They have concerns. They want to know what the firm's strategy is around this. So I think those folks know it's not going away. They also know that they have time. Why? Because they spend a lot of money with and for custody at the largest custodians in the space, your Fidelities, your Schwabs, your Pershings. And they say, you know what? These folks are going to figure it out. I don't need to do anything until they make it available on the platform. And you know what? They're right. And I say this as a CEO of a company that is building access for them to get access now. But I also can tell you, if we were to take an age range of the principles of the RAAs and the owners of the RAAs that are using on-ramp. It's not 55. (laughs) I don't even think it's 45. But 
what you see is, again, that inflection point where there is a subset of advisors who realize that this is the future. They want to be first and they realize that they're going to grow from it. So one of the things I think is going to happen is we are going to see more infrastructure built. We're going to see M&A, which is huge in this space anyway. And when I say M&A, I think we'll, we'll see some acquisitions by some of the larger portfolio management providers in the space, you know, Ryan and Adapar and InvestNet. They're all poking around here, especially InvestNet. I think InvestNet is doing something here in a major way. They're thinking about going directly to the custodians because guess what? They are RAs too. So we're going to see that. And I think we're also going to see by the end of the year, all, A-L-L, all of the notable RAAs in the space, you name them, your Carsons, your Dynasties, your Mariners, your Minettas, your Hightowers, your Beacon Points, your Creative Plannings, all of them, Bleakley, Buckingham, they'll all be in. And when I say in, don't necessarily mean allocating across their whole book of business, but just doing something, whether it's education whether it's webinars, whether it's tax planning, whether it's estate planning, they will all be doing something by the end of the year. Save this podcast, write it down, put it on the fridge. It's going to happen. All right, I'm going to take a sip of my tea. Hold on. Give me a second. All right. Just to recap the start of the year, 2022, what's going to happen? Regulation and also M&A and the entrance of the larger, most notable RAAs doing something around crypto assets. Let's move on to something that is funny. It's almost like the Bloods and the Crips on Twitter, (laughs) which is the whole Web3 conversation. And as far as advisors are concerned, I think this is one of the things that I think just continues to play out. And I don't know if it's even something advisors should be concerned with, but you can see what is happening here. It is garnering the attention of many because of what it means for control, control for the end user, what it means for creators, what it means for the opening up of all of this technology into spaces that are going to maybe break through for mass adoption. And you get into gaming and NFTs and all of these things. Web3 has the potential to be huge. Now, there are very smart people on both sides of the aisle here, whether it's Jack who says, nah, (laughs) right? Um, Whether it's Chris Dixon who is all in. I think as an advisor, Again, this is one that you let play out. But as far as crypto goes, I think this is something that is going to get more play. And I think Web3, if you will, is just that new moniker for crypto, the renaming to include all of what is happening in the space. So I think that's probably the main thing for RIAs that matters is that as Web3 grows, I think you will get advisors that maybe embrace that language to refer to the space as opposed to crypto or crypto assets or cryptocurrency. I'm sticking with crypto assets, me personally. So I think just from a verbiage standpoint, from a recognition standpoint, and then just seeing all of the heated debate and back and forth on Twitter, 
um, some of the pieces that are going out, some of the notable people that are picking sides here. I do think that that is going to be a huge theme in crypto moving forward. So that's not going away. And then obviously what dominates crypto, what dominates financial headlines is this, whether the good, the bad, VCs in, VCs out, giving folks control with tokens and what tokenomics mean, the good and the bad there. It will start to dominate headlines and conversations with ultimately means. Again, in the RA space, you have folks who are managing wealth for individuals, and these individuals are in crypto, and they are in crypto in a major way, and they're going to bring this up to advisors. So I think that's something that advisors should pay attention to. Again, no reason to move your practice around now, but I think it's something that will come up in client conversations. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Advisor, what do you think about this whole Web3 thing, right? Is it going to last? Is this something we should be concerned about? And along with the metaverse, which is another one, Facebook is now meta. You know, we have a metaverse sleeve in the, in the Ritholtz index. So the metaverse and NFTs and gaming and all of these things, right? There was a video that was just on Twitter, shopping at Walmart in the metaverse. So these are just all terms, more terms, more weird language that FAs are going to have to get used to, but it's not going away. And I think it is something that advisors are tiptoeing in themselves. And then I think it's obviously going to be something that as the space evolves and NFTs really find their footing for creators, for entertainers, you know, as gaming and, and play to earn and all these things really start to grow, right? There's 3 billion gamers in the world, right? It just, there's just so many inflection points at play here. Huge to think about the possibilities of, one, wealth tech and how they're going to have to embrace some of this stuff and get it into some of the systems and, and technology that advisors use. And also, you know, for advisors just to stay up to speed on the language and the terms and the new things that are going on. DAOs is another one, right? DAOs and NFTs and all these other things. We just did a webinar on DAOs and, and things like that. And we're about to have one on gaming and guilds and all these other things. So again, think about what I just said. Guilds, DAOs, NFTs, Metaverse, <laughs> Web3. This is not PE ratio. EBITDA, <laughs> price to book. These are, these are not things that advisors are used to talking about. So I think that's also going to explode. So keep an eye on Web3 as well. And the next thing I think what we'll see in 2022 as far as the RA space is concerned is if you look historically at the RA space and what advisors do, manage assets on behalf of clients, help them achieve their financial goals, let them be able to interact with an advisor in various ways. We started to see that explode a lot with COVID. Advisors are moving towards trying to figure out the best way to work with clients through Zoom and technology and digital account opening and all of these other things. I think one of the things that we will see and we will start to see in 2022, I said the future of the space is non-custodial plus discretion. I think this year we're going to see a major breakthrough with billing 
on held away assets as the AUA model starts to explode. We're already starting to see flexibility from advisors to their clients on how they will work with them, whether that's hourly, whether that's subscription, right? Whether that is some type of flat fee. That is happening. You're seeing it already. Altruist is seeing it. Kitsis and his folks are seeing it with advice pay. It's happening. It's there. I think we're going to start to see that start to grow as, again, more advisors adopt crypto and they learn that the AUM model is not the best for this now. And shout to Lacey Shrum. Also, when you look at billing you know, quarterly in advance or in arrears on a highly volatile asset probably isn't the best way to bill on these assets, especially when the SEC says, again, valuation methodology, you got to work backward from that, from pricing, and then you're pricing, how are you billing, right? How are you valuing these assets, 24-7, 365 asset class? How are you billing on them, right? When, When are you pulling that price? What price are you using end of day on Regular market hours? Are you using 8 p.m. Pacific? Like, what, we, what are you doing? And then ultimately, how are you pricing those assets and ultimately billing on them? But when you look at the held away, it doesn't matter, right? The client says, I have all these assets here, Mr. and Mrs. Advisor. I want you to see it. I want planning. I want to pay you when you work for me and not after that. I can show you my MetaMask, I can show you my Coinbase. I can show you, you know, my zapper. I can show you all of these different things. But what you will not do is bill on those things. But I want you to charge me for the advice that you give me. And I think we're going to start to see those type of models and that type of flexibility and the new way of working with clients really start to take hold this year. There is too much going on with PayPal in the space and Robinhood in the space, and you have, you know, Betterment poking around a Wealthfront running commercials during the national championship game on television around their crypto offering. It's happening. And whether it's free trades, whether it's folks doing things in DeFi, there is an experience that clients are used to having away from the advisor that they fully expect the advisor to provide. And if they can't provide it, they still want the advisor's advice. They want that unencumbered. So I think we're going to start to see that start to grow immensely. And it'd be interesting to see the data come out on that, on how advisors are billing clients. And billing, billing, billing keeps coming up in our conversations with advisors. You're already starting to see self-custody and all these things start to be built into the largest exchanges already because this is where it's going. The centralized single sign-on, this is all huge, right? So when the client has the majority of the assets away from the advisor and AUM doesn't fit, what do you do? I think we're going to start to see that explode this year. So anyway, I am going to end there because I think that is a good place to just Put a button on what I think is going to happen in the space. Lots there to digest. We will continue to delve into this this year with some of the interviews that I'm going to have. We have some great interviews lined up. We're going to cover all things tax planning, estate planning, investment management. We'll have some really cool conversations of builders in the space that are doing certain things. 
Of course, at some point, I'll bring on some of my own ramp family as well to be able to, you know, come in and have a conversation with you all. So again, just to recap, regulation, it's going to be a big one. Stay tuned for that. I think the SEC is primed and ready to do something. I think you're going to see a lot of progress around the largest RAs coming into the space and the infrastructure being there for them to do so. I think you're going to see a lot around the metaverse and Web3 and DAOs and all these other things. Just it's going to grow. Advisors are going to have to pay attention. And lastly, again, the breaking of the old model, if you will, and the birthing of the AUA in the financial planning as it pertains to crypto assets in the future. So again, as always, if you found value in this episode, run over to nokidhungry.org, make a donation, shout to my Coindesk family for supporting that mission. Also sign up for the Crypto for Advisors newsletter. Like, share, subscribe this pod wherever you listen to your favorite pods. We are so grateful for all of the reviews and things that are coming in. Truly grateful for everyone listening and sharing. This is going to be a big year. Stand by for it all. Again, shout out to my on-ramp family, my Coindesk family. We will see you all on the next one. Love and light to you all. I appreciate you. You've been listening to On Purpose with host Tyrone Ross. The show is produced, announced, and edited by Michelle Mousseau, with additional production support from Eleanor Paul. Our theme song is Walk With Swag. We would like to hear from you, so if you have any questions or comments, please send us an email at podcasts at coindesk.com or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening.